The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk, co-host from Chris. You there? I'm here, James. Because I don't know why I guess called in today, because we're going to beat up on him so bad today. It's just going to be ridiculous. James. We're going to have guests not calling in for us. <laughs> well, he, he, well, I guess Abe will you that, Abe. What's going on? How's everybody doing? <laughs> well, I'm going to beat up on you a little first, Abe, before Chris beat up on you. And I think Wayne will be calling in. So I'm right, right. Yeah, let's play Philly this week. I'm just trying yes, to sir. say, you know, um, Philly beat up on Minnesota pretty bad. You know, they turned the table. But, you know, yeah. Dallas is that team that haven't made no mistakes, and Minnesota was the same way. Do you see Dallas, you know, continue what they're doing, or do you see them falter in one game and just trying to get that big head out? Oh, man. I, you know, I hope they, they keep it going here. Uh, but, you know, it's hard to say because every week to week is, you know, anything could happen. And, I, you know, I've said it before, you know, division games, I don't, I, I don't think they're, they're nothing to play around with. You know, you don't go in there thinking, you know, overconfident, thinking that you're just going to take it, you know, uh, without a fight because, uh, you know, it's just like Denver when they played uh, San Diego a couple weeks ago. You know, I think Denver thought, you know, we got this game, we got it in the bag, and and it, it turned out to be a different story for them, you know, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, uh, and and they're about to play them again here this coming up next weekend. Uh, so, you know, who, who knows what that will uh, be like for them. But uh, as far as the Cowboys... And the Eagles go, you know, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I think I think we got a good game plan. You know, things are working well. The running game's pretty good. Uh, the only thing that I think about, you know, from uh, time to time is that can be a little sketchy for me is the defense. Now, uh, hopefully, you know, they, uh, they get out on them and they score enough points at the beginning like they've been doing, and – the defense is good enough to hold up through the third and fourth uh, quarter, you know, and, and get the job done. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's where we're at with that. What do you think, Chris? Well, okay, let's talk a little bit about this, Abe. 
The Cowboys right. have the highest <laughs> offensive efficiency. The Philadelphia uh-huh. Eagles have the second highest, highest defensive efficiency. And, right. And that's going to be a pretty powerful game this, this week. And it's Sunday night. So it's going to be, right. it is going to be prime time. So, yes, it is going to be on TV. So that's what yep. I was at, saying during the break. Hope is going to be on TV. Based on those two things and how the Eagles just got through playing this past weekend, they, 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 they dominated, dominated a, 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 on, on, on defense against the, the Minnesota Vikings. Right. I mean. Yeah, you know, it's like I said before. I mean, anything could happen week to week. I mean, you just never know. And especially in a division game, I mean, you can't, you can't just – you just can't take it lightly. I mean, everybody's, you know, jockeying for position, you know, and trying to get, you know, that number one spot. And uh, so, you know, if I were if I were the Dallas Cowboys, I, I'd be taking this highly seriously, you know, and and going in with uh, all intentions of, of of taking this game uh, with a win, you know. But uh, well, think about uh, it, you know. Hey. They, I'm sorry. They were saying that with Carson Wentz when he didn't throw no interception, and um, Dak uh, Prescott haven't thrown one. Soon maybe mm-hmm. he's gonna throw an interception. We know that. I don't think any quarterback would do a team without throwing interception. You know, uh, he's gonna have his down game. You know. Um, sure. Do you see? I mean, you know, one of those games. I mean, it's like the Broncos. I'm sure Chris would talk about that. But when they got their butt kicked by Atlanta, you know, they went in there. And, you know. Thought they were going to run over them, and they didn't. Then San Diego came in, but with Dallas, like you say, this is a um, conference game with them. You know, and it's different because look how yeah. the, when the Raiders play everybody in their conference, it's a tough game. Like can't say be like a six-three game, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I just think, I, and I, like you said, I, I'm hoping this isn't the game that that uh, that, that they're down on, you know? Because I mean. Uh, you know, I, you just hate to see that. I mean, I, I I hate to see him lose any time, but uh, you know, hopefully that's that's not the case. Well, the next thing so, to talk about regarding the game is Des Bryant is supposed to be coming back. You know, they, yes. the Cowboys have been winning without him. You know, they they have something special going on. So with him coming back, do you think that's gonna that's gonna help them, or it's gonna just disrupt their what they have going on? Well, I, you know, I think I think it's a good thing that he's coming back. I mean, Des, you know, in the past has been uh, nothing but well, you know, he's he's a good player, and I mean, you know, I'm sure just like everybody, he, he you know, players have uh, good good days and bad days, but uh, you know, hopefully he's he's rested up, he's fresh, he's ready to go. You know, uh, I heard that uh, a few weeks ago or or, or whatnot, he, uh, he cut his fingers. Uh, they said he was making soup, you know, and uh, cutting some carrots, making soup. But, uh, you know, who knows what happened with that. Uh, hopefully he's all healed up from that as well. And, uh, you know, he's ready to go. But, but, but hey, this is for you, Abe and Chris. You know, you're talking about Dad's coming back, and they got chemistry playing without him. He got right. I mean, you know how Dad's is. I think... If um, Zach, um, you know, throw an interception, what do you do? You know, Dad's pissed, and then now do you bring Tony in? Chris, Gabe, anybody want to answer that? Hey, one of them. Go, go ahead, Abe. I'll, I'll follow you. Well, uh, you know, as far as 
as far as Tony Romo goes, I, I think I think what what we have going with the Cowboys right now is uh, uh, a winning recipe right now. You know, and uh, you know, I I just I I would hate to see see them. You know, if it's not broke, don't try to fix it. Is basically, is what I'm trying to say. You know, uh, you know, let it let it go for as long as as you can to see how far you can get. And then if need be, you know, put Tony Romo back in there. You know, uh, Tony Romo, there's been some rumor rumor mill about uh, Tony Romo uh, even coming to the Broncos. But, you know, it, to me it sounds like just rumor, like, you know, that that's exactly what it is. But, you know, who knows for sure? I mean, the only, one, the only people that really know, you know, are probably John Elway and uh, 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 Jerry Jones. But who knows? You know, uh, but like I said, let's let's try to keep it going. Keep 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 fanning the flames. Keep the fire burning, and 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 see how far we can go with this. You know, get the job done. Chris, what do you think? I I I, I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, why 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 mess things up? But but then I know you know James. I know many times you've said that you know you you shouldn't lose it. A, 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 a person shouldn't lose a job for an injury, you know. But it happens. It does happen. And and Dak Prescott, I think, is just really impressing everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. Y'all, y'all keep saying, you know, um, that I understand what I'm saying, but if you got Tony, your man, that you know, that's, that's your man, Avon. Come on, that's your man. The same thing, Chris, with Denver <laughs> with Peyton. When Brock was exactly. playing, Brock did not play bad. They just wanted to put Peyton in because it's a Peyton. Same thing with Tony. You know, they pulled Brock because and then they said, you, y'all remember that game? The receivers right. dropped the ball and fumbled. Brock could do nothing wrong, but they put they had to put Peyton back in because it's Peyton. Same thing with Tony. You'll let a man like Tony, I, I don't think Tony, I, I, he ain't a bum, eh? We can't say a bum, but we say buh, Okay. <laughs> won't put the arm on him, but Tony made mistakes. But like you say, that's that's Jerry Jones' son. He loved him, and they're gonna find any little thing, same way with Brock, to put Tony in. And you see when they did that with Denver, Brock didn't do nothing wrong. Y'all know that game. I can't remember what game was that, Chris. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Was it was it in uh, Indianapolis they were playing? I think somebody, and he threw the ball, received something, but. That's a way to get him in there, you know, and that's like, you know, that's the chemistry, you know, and you got you don't lose your job for injuries, I don't think. I don't care how good somebody's playing. And I know you don't agree with that Abe Oak, Chris. Yeah, I I I don't know. I like I said before, I did, if it's not broke, you know, right now don't try to fix it. Just just keep going with what's what's working and, and uh you know, I'm I'm sure I'm sure that in the future there'll be a time when when they do need uh, Tony Romo, you know. Uh, but as for as as far as it goes now, I think you know they they've got what what it needs. They've got what it takes to to get the job done. And and I say just let it roll, you know. Let it let it let it keep going. I got something for you, real quick. For Chris, get a question. Right. You at work? You working your butt off real hard, right? You get hurt. You get hurt at work. Okay. Now, while you off for a month or two, 
they bring in somebody, they're working, they're working fast and getting the job done. When you come back, they change your time that you work. You are at work weekends now because this guy working better than you are uh, faster. Do you still feel you, know, you, still, you should get your time back, your slot, working Monday through Friday, right? Well, I, I got to tell, tell you, I got to tell you, let me tell you. Let me let me tell you a, a little story here. So I was uh, I, I was doing my job and and that that actually did happen to me. I did get injured mm-hmm. and uh, I broke my leg a few years ago. And when I came back to work after you know everything was all healed up mm-hmm. and I was good to go, I did I didn't go back to the exact position that I was in because they needed to fill that spot. They filled that spot and basically. You know, uh, whoever that was that was that had taken my spot was fulfilling the the job and make getting the job done like like they they needed it done. So mm-hmm. they what they did is they put me in another position, and I I, I did that job, and then uh, you know for for a little bit of time, and then they they uh, moved me to another department where you know I uh, I have quite a bit of experience in. And uh, I'm, I'm still working in now, and I believe was a, a good move for me, you know. So uh, not to say that, that you know, that's going to happen to Tony Romo, but, you know, uh, like I said, they will need him eventually down the road, you know. Uh, but now is just not that time. But my point but, is, were you pissed because you felt you should have came back to your spot because why should you lose it off and get injured? Am I wrong or right? You see my point? Well, it, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, James. Uh, you know, and 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 you know, part part of it was a little upsetting, you know, because you you get comfortable in those positions when you're there for a little mm-hmm. bit of time, and you know, uh, you feel like you're you know you know you're a you're uh, uh, a needed part of of that uh, particular system. But, you know, once I got back into to working again, it, it took me a little while to uh, to get the ball rolling, to get to build up momentum. You know, when I came back, I wasn't exactly, I'd say, 100% ready to go. And, and maybe that's the case with Tony Romo. I don't know. You know, uh, he, he's had a number of injuries in the last couple of years that – were were you know bad enough to sit him out for a, a good majority of the season, you know, and you know, a lot, not to say that he's he's an older guy, you know, but he's getting he's getting up there. He's been around for a little while, you know, and uh, you know, after a while, a lot of those injuries will, will start to take toll on you. You know, the older you get, the harder it is to come back from those things. The harder it is to, to recuperate, you know, and, and maybe that's the case with him. But you know, it, it's gonna, it might take a little bit of time to, to to get that ball rolling again and, and get him back to to where he uh, he even feels like he's a hundred percent. You agree with that, Chris? Another job, like taken. Hello. We might, we might have lost it. Yeah, I have interference with that phone. See, I think that battery went dead or something. Yeah, but, we might have lost it, but... 
your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jeff Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. Call some Chris, you there? I am here. Man, we got Abe. Abe, you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here, James. Abe, you lucked out. We got Wayman. Wayman, you here? <laughs> Man, I've been listening for about 20 minutes. I got some stuff I want to say. Go ahead. Go ahead, Wayman. Help Abe out. First off, first off, hey, don't worry about the Eagles and Carson Wentz, who can't complete 50% of his passes, two interceptions, one fumble, um, and if Minnesota didn't have such a horrible offensive line, that game wouldn't have been close. Don't worry. I'm not worried about paying off any debt at Elway Steakhouse because I think the Eagles are going to get thoroughly dominated this week, as much as I hate to say that, speaking to Cowboy fans. But Carson Wentz, after week three, is a rookie, and he's performing like a rookie. And if it were not for that defense in Philadelphia – which quality teams can beat, like the Redskins and Detroit, um, the Eagles would have lost another game. So Carson Wentz will not hold up against the Redskins and against Minnesota. He's not even completing 50% of his passes, and he is starting to turn the ball over at a high rate. That's my one thing. Second thing, look at two of the greatest quarterbacks in recent history. You look at Tom Brady got his job due to injury. We would have never heard of Tom Brady if there wasn't an injury and him being thrust into that starter role. Look at Aaron Rodgers for the Green Bay Packers. He replaced one of the all-time great quarterbacks in NFL history, Brett Favre. But due to injury, we now have Aaron Rodgers, and look how that's turned out for the Green Bay Packers. Of course, in sports, just like Abe said with his job, in real life, 
sometimes when you're injured or hurt, they find a replacement that's better or adequate, and that's what they run with. That just not happens in life and in sports, and there would be no Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady if people did not get replaced. But wait a minute, wait a minute. If you're performing at your job and you ain't doing bad, you get hurt, you tell me you let somebody not come back and start, I can see it when he got hurt. Of course not. Look at Drew Drew Bledsoe. He had led New England. He had led New England to the playoffs for the first time since they got crushed by the Bears in 85. Drew Bledsoe is leading New England on a magnificent season, gets hurt. Tom Brady comes in for the playoffs, wins the Super Bowl, and New England never turns back. Same thing with... Look at look at all Brett Favre has done for that Green Bay Green Bay franchise. They hadn't done anything since the seventies. You get Brett Favre leads that team to prominence. He gets hurt, and you put in this rookie or not rookie. He'd been there for a few years. Aaron Rodgers. They never turned back to Brett Favre, and you see how that turned out. Where now he's just now reconciling with that team. But that team had a rookie that was able to be an adequate, if not more than adequate, replacement. And that franchise is still rolling with Aaron Rodgers. So I understand your point. But in the NFL, just like any other thing that's competitive, if there's somebody, people are chomping at the bit to replace you. And as much as we like to say that you can't be replaced due to injury, my coach has said the same thing at at the University of Wyoming. But let somebody get hurt and somebody come in that's better or adequate or a year younger, they replace people all the time. My roommate tore his knee. He never played again at the University of Wyoming. That's just the way it goes. Chris? Yeah, I, so, I, so, I, I um, agree with that. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Chris. So Lehman, I'm sorry. Go is, ahead. Is, is, this, is, is this coming from a weekend where you had a little bit of problems because the Eagles won and Washington lost? Believe me, I was definitely crying um, on Sunday and watching that Washington game where they gave up a touchdown with, 16 seconds, seconds left. left. I was definitely crying and hoping the Eagles would uh, lose as well. And, and so it definitely was a tough pill to swallow. And then to watch the Broncos win on Monday night, uh, you know, the Broncos game didn't hurt too much because Osweiler is atrocious and the worst $72 million any team has ever spent thus far. Watch this, Wayman and Chris. Hey, do you think Zach Prescott could take y'all further than Tony this year? Absolutely. I mean, if you look at the numbers, he he's leading the league right now. Maybe that's only because uh, Tom Brady was uh, out for four games. But hands down, I think I think he'll he'll take him. He can take him as far as they can go. Oh, you're a rookie. And, and you have a run. You have a run. You have a run pass option. Even though Dak Prescott doesn't run the ball much, he has the ability to. And Tony Romo would be back there like a sitting duck. The only thing that, like I said, that can save me from the Cowboys this year is Jerry Jones, and I'm hoping he puts his finger in it, puts Romo in there, shakes the confidence of the rookie, and then maybe has to insert him back in the lineup when he's not as confident. But he can't be more confident right now. That team is jailed. That team is jailed without their top receiver. That team is young and hungry. Um and, and almost making Dallas America's team again, where that kind of had gone by the wayside. Everybody's oh, wow. gotten behind Dak Prescott. Everybody's gotten behind Ezekiel Elliott, who's leading the league in rushing. Um, so why would you want to mess with that chemistry? You, you wouldn't unless you're Jerry Jones, and I'm hoping he puts his finger in it. 
Okay. While we're talking about Wentz and Prescott, so there were six NFL execs who were asked who they prefer to have on their team as a quarterback. And it was basically between Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott. Before I tell you their preference, I'd like to hear your pick and why. Abe? Uh, I'm going to have to say Dak Prescott just because I'm a Cowboys fan, but... Uh... You know, like he's, uh, you know, the numbers don't lie. I mean, he's he's putting up numbers and he's getting the job done, and that's that's what it's all about. Okay, Wayman. You know, and, and just to follow up on that point, look at the competition. Look at what Dak Prescott has done in the situation he's been thrust into, um, where Carson Wentz has no pressure on him whatsoever. Philadelphia was not predicted to be a great team. He got off to a pretty decent start. He's regressed in the past few weeks. If Carson Wentz throws 30 interceptions, he's still going to be the starter tomorrow for the Philadelphia Eagles. Same is not true for Dak Prescott in that market, on TV every week as the franchise of the Dallas Cowboys. Thrown one interception, um, and this is how I judge a quarterback. When, when, the, when the NFL and people are going crazy over Kaepernick and all these running quarterbacks, this is the one standard I always hold a quarterback to. And this is why I would definitely choose Dak Prescott 10 out of 10 times. If it's third and nine or fourth and nine and you need a first down in the fourth quarter, who, am I, who do I want with the ball in their hands? It's obvious that it's Dak Prescott. Carson Wentz is a system quarterback, throws short passes, and just like the prophet predicted on the show, he would start turning the ball over as soon as people started jumping those little routes. And that's what he's doing. He's not throwing 50-yard touchdowns like Dak Prescott. He's throwing three-yard touchdowns to running backs, five-yard touchdowns. How many touchdowns do the receivers have on the Eagles? I think one or two touchdowns for the entire season. And that's your quarterback. Not saying he's a horrible quarterback. Not saying he doesn't have poise. But there's no comparison between Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz right now. Hey, you and Wayman are on Zach, but he's still a rookie. Y'all not getting that. A guy told me to play 16 years in the league. He said, you don't become an NFL quarterback until after your fifth year. You don't know nothing. I'm telling you what he said. That's when you become, you know, where you don't make a crucial mistake. He's a rookie just like Carson. He's having a good right now, but he's going to start making those mistakes, and y'all going to start seeing it. And then we're going to have everybody, oh, bring Tony in. That's what I'm saying. Watch what happens. Y'all ain't seen it, but right now he is playing good. I got you right. Uh-huh. But he's uh-huh. still a rookie, Wayne and Abe, and he's going to make those mistakes because teams going to start in week 10 and 11. Team will start just playing him. What are you going to key in on? He He's playing without his best receiver. He He's hitting every single receiver. You learn names of Cowboy receivers you didn't even know they had on their team. People like Bryce and what have you on that team. This guy is throwing to the open receiver. He's rejuvenated the tight end, Jason Witten, who's been an also-ran for the past couple of years. He is making defenses honest. I thought Ezekiel Elliott would get off to a horrible start. Teams would key in on the run and stop the run for Dallas. They can't do it. They can't do it because they have a quarterback that can sling the ball. And Green Bay tried to do it, stopped the run, couldn't. And when they tried to put eight people in the box, Dak Prescott beat them deep. deep. So 
that's the type of quarterback I want. The type of quarterback where you can't key on the run game, you don't know if he's going to be in the passing game, and now you add a downfield deep threat that he didn't have? Give me Prescott any day. Give me that, give me that rookie. I want that rookie. I don't want the other one. So the answer to the it came out to be a tie, three and three. And the reason why, you know, the ones went for Carson Wentz was they said for longevity. They said down the road, he is going to be a fantastic quarterback. He is he is somebody they want on their team because of that longevity. Dak Prescott, they don't they they they, you know, right now he's doing great, and that's what they want. And the ones that that didn't that went with Carson said that down the road, Carson's going to outperform him. So that's what they came up with. And that's such nonsense. I heard the same thing last year when you when it was Mariota and Jameis Winston. And Mariota got out just like Carson Wentz to a few good games, and he should have been the first pick. And now you can clearly see that Jameis Winston is the long-term better prospect in the NFL. You have system quarterbacks. That's what Carson Wentz is. He's good in that Philadelphia system. He's good at throwing short passes. You have Dak Prescott, who's been thrown into a system where he's completing passes to everyone, receivers, tight ends, running backs, making that system work in a way that it hasn't in years. So, you know what? The GMs obviously are entitled to their opinion, um, and you talk about longevity and all these different things, and that, to me, is just code for Carson Wentz hasn't done it yet. Yeah, the, the only thing I want to say about that is... is uh, you know, nobody's guaranteed tomorrow, and nobody, you know, yesterday's a canceled check. And uh, all we really have in this world is right now, you know, th- this this moment right now. And, uh, you know, so when you need somebody uh, to rely on, you need them now. And I, I believe that's what Dak Prescott has. He has, he has the now factor. So... Ooh, um, I, I hope he, he keeps it. Keeps it up. All I gotta say is, y'all watch that rookie play. Y'all all over him, you women, but you'll see. Mm, you I'm gonna be here every week. Every week, I'm gonna be here talking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I gotta say, wait, wait a minute. I, I am. I'm proud that you called in. I, I, I know I gave you a lot of grief last week, but I'm, I'm, I'm proud that you called in this week. No, it's been, uh, you know, and it was hard to to dial these numbers today. Uh, and believe me, Love has been calling me all weekend, including Monday. So um, that made it even harder to push the buttons. But win or lose, I'm going to be here every week, and uh, I'm just expecting a turnaround. Uh, Dallas has to lose to somebody, but they're not going to lose to the Eagles. It, it, it can happen anytime. So, all right, I, I want to I kind of move, move, move on along a little bit. Um, so, so there, there's lots of coaches, you know, some who've played, played the game and some who haven't, you know, I have a couple questions about this. First, does being a former player make a coach better? And second, if you were a player, would you prefer a coach who played the game or not? Abe? Okay. So first you said, uh, is, is being a former player make a coach better? Yeah. Right. I, I believe it does because, you know, it, it gives you that experience factor that the, 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 the uh, experience of, of being in the game and knowing what it's like and knowing what to do and when to do it. So absolutely, I think it, it makes you a better coach. Uh, and what was the second part of the, of the second question? one? If, if, if you were a player, would you want, would you want a coach that had played the game or not? 
Yeah, I, I think I would. I mean, because, you know, uh, once again, you know, that, that experience is, is, uh, is what, you know, can, can give another player confidence or not. You know, uh, I believe that, uh, you know, if you're, if you're listening to somebody that's been in the game and they know what they're doing and they know, you know, what the game is like, you're, you're, you're going to take in better, to what they're telling you and what, how they're coaching you to, to, to play the game uh, a lot better than somebody that doesn't, doesn't really have that experience. So, yeah, I, I think it does. Okay. Before, before you answer, Wayman, Chris, hold on. Before you answer, I just want to apologize okay. to Wayman and um, Abe. I know we supposed to have Nancy Glass, Nancy to play with the Seattle but we definitely gonna have him next week. He finally, you know, even. But I want you and Wayman on next week because we're gonna get the inside too on um, all this too with Seattle and the quarterbacks and okay. all this. So I just want to apologize because I know we're supposed to have him on what a couple of weeks ago, weren't we, Chris? Yes, yes, we were. But uh, we definitely, he said definitely next week. So I definitely want y'all to call in next week and be on. Well, I want y'all on every week, but. I'd like to get his side of, you know, how quarterbacks started changing all these new rookies. So I just wanted to throw that out there for you guys. And I appreciate y'all calling in. But go ahead, Wayne, man, because I'm so mad at you and Abe right now. I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, I had a head coach at University of Wyoming, Coach Tiller, and I can remember going in my sophomore year and him pulling me aside. I was a little afraid to be vocal. And he told me that players were more willing to listen to a player that played as opposed to the longevity on the team. And, and basically what he was saying is players would rather listen to someone who is out there and performing for the team. And I think that definitely carries over to coaching. I've had many coaches. I've had a few that had never played before or played different positions. Um, and, and they're trying to coach me, you know, a running back in college coaching me as a DB. Um, and sometimes it translated, and a lot of times it didn't. Uh, when I got a DB coach that could tell me, you know what, I've seen this before, I see what you're doing, and you can do it this way, or you can do this to, to enhance or improve what you're doing, it meant a lot more because you had someone that was familiar with, with what you had been doing. Um, and I think that's true of all things. I mean, it, and it applies to you know, all types of work. If you have someone in construction that's, that's built a house before, as opposed to someone that's read a book and took a class, you're going to lean more heavily on the person that actually has the experience of doing it. So it's been my experience, um, and, and I've coached as well. It's been my experience that players tend to listen a little harder and closer and perform better for coaches or people that have definitely played the position before. You know, Wayne, I'm not a comment on that because I think I talked to Chris. I don't know if I talked to you about Abe because we talk a lot of different stuff. But I sit in some bars sometimes. I hear people talking about all oh, this and that. People don't understand if you ain't played. You know what I'm saying? Or don't know what you know. They talk about all these guys in the locker room. You got to be in that locker room, like you were saying, Wayne, and all that. You know, so it is true that you rather have somebody to play. You know the game, and you know because you know they know. You know, it's better yeah, for they've been there. They've been there. So hey, I, I have to apologize. Um, I have to cut out early. There's many more things that I wanted to say, but um, 
I look forward to hearing from you guys and talking to you guys all next week. I'm just going to make that money pay for that lunch. That's all you do. <laughs> yeah, I, def- I definitely will. All right, hey, you guys. Hey, you'll make that money for us, right? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. Bye-bye. Uh, all right, we're good having you on. Uh, well, go ahead, Abe. I'll finish up. But I agree, though. You got to have somebody to know and been there. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like a job. Somebody working before you, somebody that ain't no work, ain't got to know, right? Well, I mean, that that's how you learn. You know, you, you got to learn from experience. I mean, if if you're trying to take instruction from somebody that's just telling you based on, you know, uh, what somebody told them or what they read or, uh, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a lot different than actually talking to somebody that that has been there and done it in the past, you know. So uh, it, it, I think experience is, is the key to everything there, you know. Uh, it, it can take you a lot further than, than anything else. Yeah. My, my, my whole thing about it is, you know, like, like when you, you've been working somewhere for a while and all of a sudden they, they bring somebody in, they hire somebody as your boss, who's fresh out of college, never had a, this is their first job in their whole life, and yet they come in acting like they know everything. And it's right. like, you know, how, how can you respect that? So it's, it's, it's kind of tough when, when you don't have somebody that has that experience. Is it, yeah, that you know. Same? Go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I, w- I was just going to say, you know, that's happened to me in the past as well, you know, and uh, you just, you just kind of, for me, I just, uh, I just, you know, put my head down and keep forging ahead, you know, and and just keep doing what I'm doing because, you know, I know, I know that I know what I'm doing just based on experience and being there, you know, for as long as I have, and you know, if they've got something to to bring to the table, you know, I'll I'll at least listen to it, you know. You know, but that doesn't mean that I I'm going to agree with everything they have to say. You, you beat know. me to what I was going to say, too, Egg. I got to say that about you. I said, hey, that's what you was, you was telling me, but what if you had that 20-year experience? Somebody come in and don't have that 20 years and take your... You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah, don't you, know, you feel like... It, 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 I, I think, you know, it's it's reality, you know. that That's that's reality at its finest there, you know. And, you know, if if, if you're out and you can't do the job, then... That, so be it. That's the way it is, you know. Sometimes it is what it is, and sometimes, you know, it is what it isn't. You know, it just depends on the situation. Yeah. I still don't think you lose a job for this, but that's just me. Go ahead, Chris. Get them up. <laughs> okay. Get them some Broncos. I'm ready for the Bronco. <laughs> before before we do that. Um, Houston Texans head coach Bill O'Brien says that Brock Osweiler quarterback can play better. You know, what, what's your opinion on Osweiler? You know, is he overrated, underrated? You know, should, should, should he have never gotten that big contract? What, what do you think? Well, you know, uh, he can play better. I mean, that's, you know, that's there's no question about that than what he, he played uh, just as of recently, I believe. You know, I mean, he did, a, I think, a phenomenal job with, with the Broncos, but who, who's to say that that wasn't because of who he was surrounded by, you know, uh, 
You know, he had Peyton Manning as a as a great mentor. Uh, you know, so maybe the fact that he doesn't have that now in his current position, maybe that's affecting him uh, negatively, like it is. But uh, you know, definitely he could he could uh, play better, I believe, than what he what he is currently is. Let me ask you this, Abe. Let's see, ask you that question. You can say he can play better because what they pay him, that's the same thing with Miller, right? So are you saying because what he got paid, he should play better? Is that what we're saying? Or we, we know the type of quarterback he was, you know? He only played, what, four games, really. So what are we well, saying? He should play better because of the money they pay him? Well, I mean, you know, if, if you're getting paid to do a job, you know, no matter how much you're getting paid, you're expected to do that job and, and, and fulfill that uh, that uh, that task or whatever it may be, you know. Uh, and, and if you're not getting the job done, then you need to seriously look at what is it that's holding you back from getting that job done? Or is there somebody that needs to be uh, put in in your position? To, to replace you, you know, uh, so you know it, it's it, it, it it's it's really tough. That's a really tough question, you know. But uh, you know, uh, the guy the guy can can definitely. I mean, he's, he's definitely capable of doing a better job. You know, it's just what is it that's holding him back from from get, accomplishing that? You know, let's, let's hold that thought. We got to take a break. When we come back. Let's talk a little bit more about Osweiler. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. 
James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. Chris, you want me to call up? I am here. Chris, A, push me to the limit. He ain't going overboard. He, well, well, the loser of this week game, if I lose, the Eagles lose the Dallas. I got to wear a Dallas jersey. He got to wear an Eagles jersey. So I'm going to go to my buddy Sean. He had two jerseys in his store right now, the Dallas and the Eagles. And um, somebody gonna wear, I'm not going to be wearing uh, no Dallas. So, hey, get ready with that Eagles jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I don't. Think, I don't think it's going to happen. But I mean, I think I think Dallas is going to win. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Well, go ahead, Chris, with the question. I know you got him. So, so we were talking about Osweiler and, and the, the problems that he's having, and you know, it, 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 you know, they have a good running game. Lamar Miller's doing great. Their offensive line is holding up well. <laughs> Their defense, you know, was actually is actually doing doing pretty good. They got good receivers. So. What, 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 it's got to be. It's got to be Brock, right? Yeah, you know, uh, it's hard to say what's going on there. Uh, you know, uh, maybe it's uh, too much money, too fast in the world. You know, uh, but you know, uh, he de- he definitely has played better in the past, and he, I, I think he is capable of, of being a great quarterback. But as of now, you know, that's that's yet to be seen uh, with, you know, just the last couple of games that I've seen. Uh, so, you know, hopefully he gets gets back on track and gets gets where he needs to be and, and starts to win some games for, for uh, Houston. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Hey, let's be real with it. He was average in Denver. And obviously he was good because of defense, and then he had to be receiver. So what did you expect from him when he got over there? He got one receiver that's hot. The defense, J.J. Watts ain't really ain't playing, so the defense ain't right. really like that. So what did you expect from him? You expect him to well, be scoring 40 points, did you? Well, you know, uh, and that could just be it, you know, I mean, the fact that the defense isn't up to par, I mean, that's that's a big part of it as well. You, you know, I don't think you, you can just look at it just from the, the aspect of, of, you know, if you try to analyze it just based on him and what's going on with him, but you, you know, it's a team sport. you got to look at the whole the whole pie, you know, and, and try to figure out which piece of the, of the pie is, is not uh, working the way it needs to. So maybe they need to work on their defense more, you know, to, to try to help him, you know. Chris, I don't know. Out. Help me out, Chris. Denver built that pie. Denver started that offering him 16. Because Denver wanted him to stay because of what he did. He didn't do nothing, but they think, okay, he was here. Now you got Houston said, okay, Denver's going to Let's pay this man. He wasn't even that great. Denver started that pie. And now yeah, Denver, Denver man, but you go ahead. Oh, yeah, you're right. Denver, Denver did start it. Denver did, you know, they they made them look good. 
yeah. he, he he had a couple bad games. You know, he wasn't wasn't you know, but but then again, he was a rookie. You know, but he he did he did okay. I mean, he was doing better than Ben Payton had been doing. You know, during last season, and and he was winning. I think I think he, he was record was five and one last year. You know, for the for the Broncos, but. You know, it came out that when when they did replace him with Peyton, he got angry um, and he wanted out. He, he wanted out. He didn't run on that game. He didn't run on that game. He did. He did good in that game. Yes, but there was other games where he hadn't been so so good. But he still but, won. Well, but they also had that big contract with Peyton. And they, they wanted to put Peyton in. You know, Peyton was a, a better leader, a stronger leader. You know, people, the, the team gelled better with, with Peyton in there. Hey, if you had a job and they pay you $20 million, if a guy come in and make $100,000 and can do what you're doing, who they, who they going to have work? That guy making that hundred, right? Well, you know, if you're, you're paying somebody, I mean, you expect them to get the job done, you know. Uh, you want them to do the job and you want them to do it right, no, you know, no matter how much you're paying them. You know, regardless of, of how much, you know, want somebody's getting paid. I mean, ultimately the goal is to win in this game, you know. Uh, and whatever, you know, whether you have to, to pay a guy that's getting paid less or pay the guy that's, you know, getting paid more to win, that that's the name of the game, win, you know, win. So. You really want that jersey. Yeah, I believe. I mean, you're right. It, the, the name of the game is to win. And, you know, at, at all costs. And it doesn't, you know, they're, they're, they're paying Peyton the $20 million regardless versus the $100,000 for this other player. You know, and they and they they had their feeling that that was going to be Peyton's last game. They 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 were just grooming Brock. No, you know, he was their next quarterback, but he was angry and he wanted out. So it's in hindsight, it's probably a good thing, probably a good thing that he's that he's in Houston and everyone's now seeing him for what he is. That he's he's as you as you like to call people, James. He's a bum. He's a bum. <laughs> hey, he's a bum, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well. So far, yeah, I guess, you know, who's to say that, you know, had he stayed with the Broncos, would he be playing the same as he is now with Houston? True. You know? that, that's, that's the $100 million question there, you know. So, like, like Chris said, it's, it's probably a good thing that he, he went on his way. Yeah. Well, we all know his best thing was his best Broncos, but if we start looking at why he left, I would love to. If you're going to Houston, you got no tax, and you make it $17 million, you got no tax. Hell, I would have went over there with no tax, right? <laughs> you got to look at it. When you see a, a, a $75 million contract, you not get $75 million. That is like you win the lottery. You're not getting $180 million. You're only getting probably about 80 after taxes, you know? Yeah. So if you went over there, and got all his money with no tax. So that's why he left. I don't blame him, you know? If you're going to look at the money-wise with no tax, yeah. 
You know? You guys agree? Uh, absolutely. I, 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 I still I still think that he left because he was he was angry with the Broncos for replacing him and he wanted to be a, a sure starting position with, he with whatever team. He had that spot. He had the spot, but there's still there's you never know. There's always chances you can get replaced. But anyway. Let's, let's move on. Um, Cincinnati Bengals head coach Marvin Lewis was comparing the Washington Redskins tight ends, Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis, to the New England Patriots tight ends, Gronkowski and Martellus Bennett. He said that the Redskins pair is probably physically more explosive. They're tremendous receivers. So, Abe, what do you think of this comparison and statement? He, he was saying that the, the Redskins... Tight ends yeah, the Redskins than... tight ends were probably physically more explosive, and they're tremendous receivers. Uh, so he was basically saying that they're Yeah, I don't, I don't think I agree with that. I, 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 I mean, just just from watching, you know, and maybe it has a lot to do with Peyton or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Tom Brady, but. Uh, I don't think there's any comparison there. I mean, the Patriots, you know, they've got it down, and, and they they know what to do and when to do it. And that's a lot of what this game is, is knowing what to do and when to do it. And the, and, and they've gotten it done, you know. Uh, but uh, I, I don't I, – I, I don't – I think it's apples to oranges you're trying to compare there, you know. So I don't yeah, think that's I, I, I was a little surprised that he was trying to – Pump these two up over over Gronkowski and Bennett. I'm like, what? Yeah, I, I don't see that. Sense. All right, yeah, especially Vernon Davis is kind of like on his last last couple last year or so. You know, he's he's not going to be playing another year, maybe two at the most. Yeah. What was the question again, Chris? Basically, it was Cincinnati Bengals. You know, Mar- Marvin Lewis, the head coach of Cincinnati Bengals, was comparing the Washington Redskin t- Redskin tight ends. Reed and Davis to the New England Patriots, Gronkowski and Bennett. You know, he said that the Redskins pair is probably physically more explosive, and they're tremendous receivers. And my question was, what do you think of Lewis's comparison and his and the statement? Well, well, <coughs> excuse me. Hey, let's be serious. I'm not gonna listen anything more. Marvin Lewis got to say what says that he should been fired years ago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I you just can't keep getting to the winning and losing and playoff hall. You know, come on, let somebody else go in there and get that team. That team used to be good and still could be good, but that's not winning. That's got to be the coach. Am I right? So, yeah, whatever think, he yeah. said about any tight end, nothing, he shouldn't say nothing because, you know, I agree with, you know, black coaches in the league, but come on, man, he should have been gone. Let somebody else run that team where they could take them a little bit further. You agree with that, A? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, it, it, you know, if you're not getting the job done, you know, you got to get somebody in there that, that does, you know, so. Yeah. So the, the last thing I want to talk about is Monday night's game between the Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals. Basically, at the end of regulation, the game ends in a tie. They went into overtime, and again, it ended in a tie. Um, yeah. Keep in mind, there's only been six ties since the year 2000. 
know, how do you feel about games ending in a tie? And what do they need to do to stop games having ending in a tie? I I don't like that rule. I mean, you know, a, a tie that that, that to me that there's, you got to have a winner. There's got to be a winner and a loser. I believe, you know, and I, I don't I don't know. Make make them kick from sixty yards out a field goal, and whoever makes it. Uh, they get to move on, you know, as the winner. I, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a tough question. I mean, I don't like the rule. I, I think yeah. they should change it. Yeah, I think, think something needs to happen. Yeah. So. Let's that's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at Loving That Sports Talk at Yahoo.com. 